Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick, a little bit under the weather this afternoon. So Bobby and I will take you till 8 o'clock tonight. And got some great guests. Uh, uh, Deuce McAllister will join us uh, in around the 530 time frame. And, uh, but right now on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, Jimmy Smith, who's the publisher of Tiger Details. And uh, Jimmy, uh, man, you, you knew all this was going to happen, huh? LSU going to the SEC championship game back in August. And man, what a great story uh, LSU has been this year. And even after the first game, uh, well, you, you looked how miscombobulated this team was all across the board. And it just goes to show you Brian Kelly, his coaching staff, the maturity of this team, uh, the production you got out of Jaden Daniels. You see those four freshmen, uh, two starting tackles, and uh, Harold Perkins, that linebacker, Mason, uh, at tight end, transfer portal people coming through for you. Um, it's a storybook ride. Now, eventually, the storybook comes to an end, but I think they take care of business this Saturday against Texas A&M. Well, and, and Jimmy, before you comment on that, if you'd have told me in August that LSU's going to be in the SEC championship game, I'd have thought you were a witch. I, I, I go, well, what, is he, what does he know that can look into a crystal ball in the future? But, I mean, it's un- unbelievable what I've been doing for me lately, what the Tigers have done. I'd have bet a lot more money on that over than I did. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you guys, I think I think 2019 was a magical season. Yes, it was. And I don't want to take anything away from that team. I think this is a better story. And I say that because this is a team that had 37 scholarship players last year when the season ended. Right? You had, if I'm not mistaken, John Terry Kirkland taking snaps at quarterback at some point. Right. I mean – <laughs> and 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 then you have a coach who's so vastly different than the previous coaches in Baton Rouge That's true. that everybody just thought it was going to take time for Brian Kelly's system to take hold and players to buy in. And like like y'all said, week one, I mean, you couldn't have convinced me this team would have won six, seven games, you know, and then right. here we are now. And if I told you at the beginning of the year that during this contest, one of these teams would be six and one in the conference, and one would be one and six, you would have them flipped. Yeah, yeah you'd, you'd, you'd have, have the – Texas and them Aggies, yeah, two, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, as magical of a story it is for LSU, I guess on the other end of it is is what a disaster over there in Aggie land right now. Yep. Um, you know, and, and a lot of LSU fans, if we go back nine, ten months ago, when they're looking for a new coach, Jimbo was at the top of a lot of people's list. He was well, on top of, of Scott's <laughs> list. Yeah. He was on top of Woodward's list. He wouldn't be on anybody's list today. You know, he'd be on Santa's naughty list and get (laughs) sticks and stones. That's about it. 
Now, Jimmy, looking at uh, Texas A&M and where they're at, uh, to me, you know, because everyone focuses on, you know, we always say this, the quarterback gets too much of the glory, they get too much of the blame. We're familiar uh, with Max Johnson. He had an opportunity. And then uh, you look at, uh, what, uh, Haynes King, and then they got, uh, what, the Wegman and all. Uh, but they don't know who's playing quarterback for them. So, to me, that's where it all starts. And that I'm looking at, they scored more than 24 points in this day and age, just twice, and uh, look at 11 games, they average in 21 and a half. Well, that, that's what you want your defense to give up, not your <laughs> offense scoring. Yeah, they scored 20 against UMass last week. UMass. You know, and that's, yeah, right, with an offensive coach littered with what's supposed to be a lot of NFL talent, five-star athletes, things of that nature. I mean, there's no way to, to – call it anything other than what it is and a complete disaster right now. This is probably the worst, I think, football season in recent memory for that program, uh, especially when you take all the expectations into account. And and if you watch them play this year, it was obvious they don't really have a quarterback, not one that can lead them to where they want to be. And if we look back at Jimbo's history, he's been successful when he's had first-round talent at yes. the quarterback position. You know, you take that away from him, and he's been – rather average and so without that quarterback play uh this team's really struggled you know but i do think lsu needs to be cautious here if we go back to two games this year alabama and ole miss texas a&m they lost alabama by four they lost to ole miss by three this team is still talented they will get up for the big game they might not buy into the system but at this point they're trying to save their season they're trying to walk away with some pride and this is their bowl game so lsu has to be careful because while the record's only four and seven that team still has a, a, an enormous amount of talent and, and can show up at any given Saturday and stun someone. Now, uh, Jimmy, what, what's your take on this where, obviously, uh, you want Daniels uh, to carry the team, him being the quarterback. But when you're talking about who you're going to give uh, the rock to, and obviously you got to protect that rock, got to protect the football. Uh, John Emery, I'm looking at Noah Kane. Uh, they both combined for 122 yards and 22 carries against UAB and four touchdowns. But I heard Coach Kelly really uh, kind of when you're close to the goal line, they like Noah Kane and mm-hmm. how he's protecting the football and he's getting in the end zone. So uh, I can't think of his name now. Who uh, they really like is Josh yeah, Williams. Yeah, yeah, Josh Williams. Uh, but then dealing with injury, with yeah. his knee injury. So what's your take going forward as far as that running back uh, combination? Is it like Emory's going to have to uh, – get back in the trust of the coaches and protect the football because he's one guy to me, like you know with Kane and you look at Williams and all that, he's the one guy that I think the touchdown he had against Alabama, those other two cats can't do that, if you know what I'm talking about. But his history at LSU, and I know even from talking to Coach O and other people in the staff was, hey, he would always tell me, hey, T-Boy, he leaves that ball on the ground too much. Yeah, you That's why he's that. not playing. Uh-huh. And I think you see it again. John's got to be more protective of the football in traffic. But you have to – but those explosive plays that yeah, – Yeah, very few guys uh, yeah, can yeah, do yeah, it yeah, like yeah, Emory. Yeah. Yeah, and there's nobody on this roster that can do it like Emory. That's for sure. And that's why they keep plugging him out there. I mean, you know, whether it's putting the ball on the ground, uh, missing pass protection assignments in years past, you know, for every good play he makes, he seems to take a step back at some point. And, and it's got to be frustrating for him, you know, and frustrating for the staff at this point. You'd like to see him reel off three, four consistent efforts in a row. It hasn't been there. But yet every game where they give him the ball ten times, you're going to see one or two of those plays. Yeah. 
that that make you realize that's why he they still put him on the field, you know, and and he's going through a lot. And just as someone that's followed these kids through recruiting, you know, I'm really pulling for him. I want him to have a strong finish here because I know he's going through a lot personally yes. during his time at LSU. And and you just want to see him string it all together, you know. And every time you feel like there it is, there's John Emery. He's finally going to show up. And then we see something again, and it's like a head scratcher. Like, oh, John, that that guy just ran right past you on the blitz. Or, John, turn your head around. That ball's coming your way. You know, there's always something. And so hopefully he can provide that spark for them. I know Noah Kane's always falling forward. Noah's right. like that old school SEC yeah. back, right? Falling yeah. forward. You know, and- always falling forward, really good in short yardage. Doesn't uh, waste a lot of movement. He gets downhill in a hurry. Might not have that game-breaking speed, but in games like this, late in the year when you're trying to hold off a team and, and just try to make sure you can get into the SEC game and give your chance a, a shot, a chance at the playoffs, get that guy that gets four or five yards. Jimmy. You know, and just and just and run that rock and, and, and be protective of the ball. And I think going into this game, that ball security is playing big in these LSU coaches' minds. They don't want to give Texas A&M anything. So. Right. At the end of Saturday, I think you're going to see Noah Kane with more touches than John Emery, but I do expect them to experiment again with Emery to see if they can get some of those those big breakout plays. One of the guys that's really come on the past few weeks, I saw him a lot in high school, uh, Savion Jones, St. James. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, and when Savion, it took him a little while to kind of get everything down technically. But you talk about an athlete. Um, he was a really good high school basketball player. I got to see him play basketball a few times, but he was a tremendous football player. Could run the field, gave you great effort. And I heard Kelly talk about him today, about, man, the effort, the speed, his get-off. So late in the year, okay, he didn't have a lot of experience, but now he's got some experience. He's part of the rotation now up front. Man, I'd keep an eye on Savion because he's a guy that could make you a couple of big plays to swing the game your way. Yeah, and, you know, he was in your neck of the woods, so I know you got to see him a good bit in high school. And I think all I saw in high school, all I said, is once this kid learns how to play with leverage because he's naturally plays somewhat high at 6'5", 6'6", I said, and then add some upper body strength, the sky's the limit. I mean, Mike, when he was coming out of high school, I thought, (laughs) if he's persistent and and bettering his craft, four years from now, he could be a first, second-round pick. I think he's got that type of ability. And when you've got – 18 and 40 running around out there and, and everybody on the offensive line, you know, uh, pointing them out and, and, and they're going to double Perkins here and they're going to chip here. That allows a guy like Savion Jones, who's going to have a lot of one-on-one blocking, you know, to make some plays. And, and I really like how his game's rounding out. And I think when you start to see these guys develop, when you see guys like Mason Taylor and these two offensive tackles, those are positions that's really hard to to make that quick adjustment to play in the SEC football. And when you see Savion Jones coming along, to me, that just shows that the team as a whole is really buying in to the system and developing as players. And we're seeing that player development play out as the season goes on. And this is something I think that you could say – might have lacked in, in, in recent, recent years under our past coaches. So, um, you know, it's very good news for LSU on that front. But I'm with you. I think Savion Jones is a well, future star, and I think he's going to have a big impact for the rest of this season and moving forward in his career. Well, Jimmy, I'm glad I got to talk to you because I, I always trust your opinion. Um, you know, you've been there, done that, and all that. And 
because uh, I always look past Texas A&M because we are in the SEC championship. We are going to play the Georgia Bulldogs. Okay, mm-hmm. and I was looking at, uh, you know, the passing game. It seemed like we turned a corner looking at Jane Daniels. He shined, uh, to say the least, against Florida, Ole Miss, and Alabama. He completed basically 72% of his passes, uh, right on the 800 yards, seven touchdowns. And then you look against Arkansas. And the reason why I say that, man, I was like, what? You got to throw for – we threw for 86 yards. I'm like, Arkansas was 129, giving up 302 passing yards a game. They sacked them five times. You know, the game plan always comes into play. Uh, But that, that, that was puzzling to me. Uh, you know, he went 8 of 15 for 86 yards and scored a touchdown only the second time this season. Then he threw a second pick of the year. And then all of a sudden, you look at UAB. He bounces back. He had six completions over 15 yards, another five over 10 yards. He finished right at 300 yards passing, 297, 111 yards rushing. Uh, most of that by halftime when you truly bake it down. And you look at it right now, he's uh, almost 2,400 yards. 740 yards rushing, 26 total touchdowns. Uh, I was reading where he joined Joe Burrow, Rohan David, Jamarcus Russell as the fourth player in LSU history with more than 3,000 total yards of offense in the season. Now, why I'm bringing this up and we're playing A&M. A&M, the one thing, now maybe because you can run against them so you don't have to pass. They've allowed 211 yards rushing per game. But they're like second right now in the FBS, only giving up 152 yards passing. Do you think that Jane Daniels uh, will have success passing the football against A&M? Because those four guys for A&M will all play in the NFL uh, uh, one day. I'm uh, just telling they, you. They're yeah. their secondary. In the secondary. Yeah, yeah. No, that's why. I, I would say the majority co- of their defensive no, players so, are going to play so, in the so NFL. So that's what caught my attention. Now, they've intercepted only four passes, but they only get up 152 yards passing per game. So uh, And I all know, I look at Georgia, and that's why I brought it up. I mean, I look what they did against Hooker in Tennessee. So I, I don't know. Hey, help me out, Jimmy, there. Give me some confidence. Uh, Jane Daniels, a passer against A&M and then against Arkansas. I mean, I, yeah, I, against I, Georgia. Well, we'll yeah, do it I'm for A&M it. first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we had, what, three, four good weeks in a row, right, where it felt right. like, man, they've really we turned, turned the, the corner, corner in this right. passing game. For the first time in maybe five weeks, I feel like the LSU offensive line didn't really win the line of scrimmage battle. And I think that played a key role in it. If you notice Daniels in the beginning of the year, he was one, maybe two reads, and he was out He of was there. gone. As soon as he, yeah, as soon as he pulled the ball down to escape the pocket, escape the rush, that ball was tucked away like a running back. He wasn't even looking for options in the passing game, you know. So I think he's shown and proven that when given time and some protection and the game plan and the calls work in his favor and they let him do the things with his own pulls and all these type things that he can do, you know, he's been effective. So, and that's with most quarterbacks. But, you know, when you go back to the great ones, you mentioned some names, Joe Burrow, Rohan Davey. When, if you want to be that level quarterback, you've got to be able to deliver strikes with a rush in your face. And that's what we haven't seen from Jaden Daniels yet. If LSU's offensive line, sleeps in and doesn't get off the bus and doesn't play well in this game, it's going to be a long day for Jaden Daniels. As Mike said, that whole front might be in the NFL one day, and and there's players on that back end. That's all I know is going to be playing in the NFL. Man, they got talent, (laughs) but is how much have he's gotten out of it? And I do think the loss of Elko as defensive coordinator has affected A&M. DJ Durkin, 
Oh, man, I don't understand what some of the stuff he does. Well, well, well the, the only thing is, uh, Jimmy and Mike, is that, uh, you know what? The defense is doing their job. They're giving up 21 points a game. You have 21 points a game this day and age. You should be undefeated, but the offense is only scoring 21. Yeah, so, so, like so that, that's why you're in the spot you're in. Right. Jimmy, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. All right, Jimmy. Always, guys. Take care. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much. Jimmy Smith, publisher of Tiger Details. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.